Okay, here we go. So, welcome to the second video that we're going to make in a, I would say, nine-part series. So the tenth one will be uh, fun, although there are going to be ten of them. Um, we're going to be talking about the art of the feminine dance, and of course, as you can see, I have my notes right here with me. I am recording this during the time of the great quarantine, so I kind of just jot stuff down, and I'm a bit stir-crazy, so I ask to forgive me if I kind of talk a little quickly or go over some really weird side side tracks, uh, so to speak. Anyways, I'm just going to be doing this also for practice. Um, basically, what I wanted to talk about is we have three types of dances. There's the solo dance by yourself. There's the partner dance with you and one other person. And then there are such things as group dances where there's multiple people. But I'm only going to be focusing on the solo and the partner dance. So we'll kind of get into that. But the reason that I chose to do the art of the feminine dance and kind of explain why this is important to at least know and be aware of and practice is because it is very sexual and sensual, but it is also home. Give you a second to think about that. Okay. And I say that because I believe that life is a dance. And it, I, this conclusion came to me one day as I was sitting down. I don't really call it meditation, but I go off and I daydream for a while. And I think about random concepts. And this is just the one that came up. To, and of course, you hear people say, but it's a different feeling when you think to yourself, Oh my God, life is a dance. Life is a dance of the masculine and the feminine. And what they create is the third entity. Um, I have a name for it. Um, some people might prefer the yin and yang. That's the basic concept of it. So everything is a dance. Like that um, scientific law, I forget which one it is, but it says everything um, has an equal and opposite reaction. So no matter what happens, if you think you punch the wall, guess what? The wall just punched you back. Now, there are a couple of reasons why I kind of wanted to talk about the art of the feminine dance. And that's because... Being naturally more masculine, femininity doesn't come as easily to me. And, of course, I have to figure it out myself. I think of it kind of as a journey, but a little bit as an adventure and something for exploration. But excuse me for just a moment, please. Oh, one second. Okay. So... Part of me I had, I was a little parched, so I had to go and grab something to drink. It's important to me to share with you why you, why it's, I sh okay, let me put it this way. I had embarrassing experiences that happened to me that I don't want to happen to you if you choose to be engaged in a feminine dance. For example... If you ask anybody who used to know me a few years ago and saw my dance performances, they would say that I was a really great dancer. And I am, in my own way, I'm a great solo dancer. And when it comes to putting on performances, if I have enough time to prepare for it, then yes. I would say that I am a great dancer because I had time to prepare. But here's the difference. My best friend, and I will reference her a lot because I think we're kind of that yin and yang energy... She is less com comfortable and less confident doing live performances where you practice weeks 
um, prior to the actual performance date. For whatever reason, I don't know, and that's just how our bodies work. But what she can do is when she when she solo dances and we go dancing together, is she can be very free form, if you, if you will, and that just means that she doesn't have to sit here and think about steps or calculate steps. The music just dances. Excuse me, the music just starts and she just dances. And she's very feminine in this respect, as I was saying. So I have in my notes that I'm copied versus I can do it if you tell me and give me specific moves. <laughs> um, I'm copied, or I was that way. Um, I do the copy dancing, whereas she does the creative dancing. And sure, of course, we're human, so there will be times where she has to look in the mirror and practice her dance moves. And for me, there will be times where I don't even have to think about a move. Just the song just makes me want to do it right then and there, and I just do the whatever move I want to do. But what I really want to stress is how... Uh, you'll see as we continue on. There is a interesting dance move I believe it's called locking I could be wrong so you know popping and locking like the b-boys used to do back in the day I don't think I'm getting this right but if it's what it sounds like when a person locks they use a very masculine and strict and structured way of moving so they're very jockey versus kind of flowing and not really having any intense hits but rather being very soft and sensual and moving like those dummies out in the wind in front of car washes. Just to get your attention, they move very flowily. The flowing is very feminine energy, and they're usually not as sporadic as, <laughs> as the car flowing in the wind, but they are still somewhat flowy. There we go. Okay. Yeah, I am turning stuff on and off. Oh yeah, I'm just turning stuff on and off because I keep drinking. I feel rude drinking in front of you guys or, or having you listen while I do that. So apologies again. But as I was saying, there's the flow. Now, I'm speaking of copied and created and locking and flowing as solo dancing terms. Because I have learned how to do both. I'm not good at both equally. Uh, solo dancing as well as partner dancing but in my solo dance I feel like I'm definitely stronger I do a lot of really old dance moves <laughs> and when it comes to dancing sensually by myself um, when I'm literally by myself as I'm doing it I feel great but I would still be somewhat self self-conscious doing that in front of a group of people who aren't my awesome club of women and Whoever else wishes to join. But. I want to kind of structure it to say that my style of dance was very masculine. Even though I was having fun. And I liked what I was doing when I was dancing. It still had very masculine undertones to it. That transferred over very poorly to learning how to be a lead versus a follow. I wasn't a good lead. I wanted to be a follower. A follower. But I was a bad follower as well, at least in the beginning. And here's what I want to say. It depends on two things. One, it depends on the type of instructor that you have. And then two, it depends on the partner who comes to lead you. Because 
excuse me, I've had three, no, two, uh, two and a half different instructors for different styles of dance. One was okay. The second one got on my nerves. And the third one, I barely knew the guy ten minutes and I was already in love with him by the end of our dance. Because not only did he teach the dance class in like maybe ten minutes, but he sought me out specifically. And that was the best dance of my life. So, I just want to throw that out there. Anyways, so now we're going to move on to a bit more of partner talking. Or excuse me, partner dancing. Well, I want to talk about how when you partner dance, it's a difference... Again, I'm speaking from the perspective of the follower, by the way, as the female and the follower. Um, Talking with your body versus talking with your mind. So, essentially what ends up happening is you're either the lead and you have to come up with the dance steps in time for the follower to dance with you, or you are the follower. Now, I'm a bit taller than my best... I'm a bit. (laughs) I am taller than my best friend significantly so more often than not I was naturally the lead because you take a short girl trying to make a tall girl spin it's it's a bit comical not impossible but it's definitely comical um I have to be in my head more and I didn't want to be in my head all the time actually no I take that back I did want to be in my head because I was terrified and I was scared and I was in my masculine mode and I was like no 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 I gotta do this but I actually had my dance instructor, the first one I ever had for partner dancing, he just kind of pushed my hand away just because I didn't want to, not because I didn't want to, but because I couldn't get the dance moves right. And that was so embarrassing, like that broke my heart. And he damn near offered my best friend a job. And I'm a little salty about it, not because he offered her the job per se, but because I wanted to feel like I was at least trying. You know? But he's from a different country and... He also was on a time limit and just was, in my opinion, he was a grouchy old man, but that's just me probably being a grouchy young lady. So, (laughs) when she would dance, she is very in tune with her body. I think she has kinesthetic intelligence. She also used to do um, wrestling. So, she is very in tune with her body and she's aware of there's a word for it. I want to say athletics, but if you if basically if something happens, you got to have a quick instinct and jump and move at it really quickly. And she had that. And not that you have to be terrified and ready to jump at any minute when you're um, doing a partner dance, but having those instincts definitely helps because you never know from one minute to the next what the next move is going to be. So she was more into her body intelligence and she could talk with her body and she spoke with her body. And she also, she's cute. So she has <laughs> an added bonus. But, um, yeah. I was just in my mind so much. I was like a le- leader or I tried to be a leader but I was a weird lead follow. Um, and that doesn't work very well as I found out. Um, that dance that I did with the guy that I for like five minutes fell in love with and still think very fondly of. <laughs> um, he helped me, nor I, we both helped each other, I would say, to stay in my body. So that was the first time I just said, you want to let go, let God, and you know, whatever happens going to happen. He was an amazing dancer. And if you're out there, and if you know who I am, don't, don't talk to me because I'm shy, but <laughs> thank you for the experience. Um, moving on past that, 
Another thing is holding on versus letting go. Now, I read somewhere that when it comes to partner dancing, you want to be able to do both. Hold on as well as let go. Because you never know when you're going to need to do both. So always be ready to do either. And I think that speaks to life because there will be moments when you're happy and you're thinking, you forget for a moment that life can also be sad. So you're just holding on to that happiness and when it leaves you for whatever point. And it's supposed to, even if it's just because life got boring. We forget that we should also learn how to let go. And just a quick side note, it reminds me of those mandalas that people make where they make it elaborate and then they erase it right afterwards because they say just let it go even if you took all that time and patience and energy that's kind of how I feel but me I was the type to hold I would say I held on a little too much whereas Mavis was more able to let go um and so I don't really know I sorry not that I don't know but when it comes to partner dancing I want you to know that it's okay to hold on, but you have to be ready to let go. It's okay to let go, but you always have to be ready to hold on again. Because if you're not careful, you end up doing a partner dance. And you're supposed to ha- you got to keep your hands. If you've never danced in a partner dance, you want to always keep your hands where your lead can find them. Which is kind of, it keeps you in that kind of prissy mode almost. For those who can't see what I'm talking about. You kind of keep your hands up, almost like a prissy young lady getting ready. So... Those are just, um, that's just another point I want to come to when it comes to partner dancing. But overall, why you should do it, partner dancing, as well as learn how to dance solely. <laughs> it is a very therapeutic thing, I find, and it really gets you into your body. Um, one example for solo dancing is belly dancing. That really, fo- <coughs> excuse me, that really focuses on your womb center. And from what I understand, it was originally created and designed for pregnant women uh she would have dancers come around her and do belly dancing and men were not allowed into the room i don't know how true that is i don't want to fact check i'm too lazy but that's what i heard (laughs) so it can be very therapeutic and it gives you the time to just feel in your body don't think about anything just turn on some sultry music some Good music and just feel your way into the music. Whatever type you like to listen to. Don't think and just watch your body go to work. And yes, it does give very sexy vibes when you're doing partner dancing. It also helps you to meet new people. And it's a new hobby that you can embark on. And even if you can't yet, of course, doing to all this quarantine business. It's You can just practice at home. I like to turn the lights off, light some incense, put on some good music, and I really get into it. You know, the old the uh, scarf over the lampshade. <laughs> Make sure it doesn't burn. But that's what I like to do. Learn how to be feminine and submit. So I know that's a big word that a lot of people don't like. Um, submit literally means to put underneath something. So just relax and just take a minute to just let him do what he needs to do. Honestly, we have it easy as followers. So whenever a lead tells you that you're really bad at it, you just tell them, oh, it's your fault. Now, there's more to this, as per usual. But this is kind of what I have going on right now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for watching. Well, they haven't gotten this far. I leave the long videos for my podcasters. Um, yeah. 
Thank you, and I will talk to you on the next one.